Um, welcome to this week's episode of the Faith and Art Podcast. Um, it's just me and Ellie today, and today we are doing a different kind of episode. Um, we wanted to talk this week about some of the takeaways that we've already gotten from, you know, the 10 or 11 episodes that are out now. Um, we still have a few more to come this season. We are nearing the end of our season. I'm not sure actually if we've talked about that publicly on the podcast yet. Um, part of our vision for what the podcast is going to look like, um, just to make it more sustainable for us is we plan to release, um, release these episodes in seasons. So we're going to take a summer break, um, for the months of, (laughs) yes, uh, for the months of June and July and probably some of August. Um, um, but we're going to try to release the end of the first season's episodes throughout May mm-hmm. um, and then probably in. So we probably are going to have on a few more guests and then maybe one or two more episodes with me and Ellie. Um, and we really, as we're nearing the end of this, um, we would really love to hear back from you guys as listeners that have listened through with us this first season, which yes. again, thank, thank you guys you. <laughs> for listening and for responding. Um, but we're going to talk today about some of the takeaways that we've already had um, so far this season. And we may come back again on one of our last episodes and talk about um, some of the other takeaways that we have, but we really would love to also talk about some of the takeaways that you guys have had. So again, plug for the link that's both in the show notes for this episode and on our Instagram bio, um, or even just DM us on Instagram, Facebook, or either one of us on our, wherever you want to get a hold of us, (laughs) me and Ellie personally, or through the faith in our podcast um, socials. please do and just tell us you'll get an idea of what we mean by takeaways yeah um but just the things that have maybe stuck out to you um i've talked to a few friends as they've listened and they've said like yeah i listened to this episode and even as i'm talking with other people these things keep i keep mentioning this or yeah, referencing like themes this. kind of come up throughout yes even the last few episodes few episodes or the things that like impacted you and you're telling other people about like yeah. people were saying oh this impacted me and then i told someone about this those types of things the things that have stuck with you and maybe even changed the way that you see your art see your process see other creatives um that's what we mean by big takeaways um we obviously aren't going to list all of them here yeah. today, um, but just maybe a few of our bigger ones. Um, and like I said, we'll circle back and probably do this again, but would love to, when we circle back, include yours. So yeah. please. So we're excited to hear. Please submit some. Yes. Also disclaimer that this episode, me and Ellie have not heard each other's takeaways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we have not seen each other's notes. Um, and Ellie's a little bit nervous that this episode. I can be a little long-winded <laughs> if I'm not, if I don't have all the structure. <laughs> well, that's why we have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so that you can have be long-winded. Um, I also don't think you're long-winded. Um, so I think similar to our big questions episode, we're going to just kind of like share back and forth. Yeah. I think Ellie, you might have a few more takeaways than I do. So she might share a couple at a time. We also don't know if we have the same takeaways. So if we do, we might. And then last disclaimer is that we also wanted to add some biblical grounding to this. And Ellie, you might want to speak to that some, that that's something um, you just felt like we wanted to add that you know, even in the conversations that we've had, we have had some Bible in here and obviously Mm -hmm. all the things we're saying, I don't think anything is biblically inaccurate, but we haven't had just the sustenance of like, here's where this is found in scripture. Um, So in our takeaways, we're wanting to add like, and this is where we find this in scripture. So just a little bit more grounding. And obviously these are like kind of quick and back and forth. So they're not exhaustive by any means, but, um, I think it's a good practice too. Like if you're thinking about your takeaways, like go, go search scripture, like see, yeah, or like even your questions, like search scripture. Um, I think it's something we've been doing, whether super intentionally or not. I think it's kind of a, been a part of the process, at least for me, um, in doing these episodes, just making sure I'm not, you know, going off the wall on anything. <laughs> um, I was laughing because you said a part of the process. <laughs> It made me think of like that could be another t shirt. We could have a pot. (laughs) We gotta stop with these. Um, Okay, well, I think that you should go first with some of your takeaways. Okay, my number one is pretty straightforward, and um, I don't have a verse with it because it's just my Ellie. I know it's like we're gonna get just said. I'm just kidding. Um, Number one for me, God likes my art, and God likes me. Amen. And same for you guys. God likes your art. And I, I even could say, God likes my art because God likes me. Oh. Which is so tender. But it's true. He loves us. 
And I think he loves the things that we love and that will even tie into one of my other um, takeaways. But I think just in these conversations, it's like we are so tempted to get down into just like the nitty gritty, like it does this matter? Like what's the point? But throughout the conversations, it's just been this big kind of like this, like he likes it Mm -hmm. and that might just be enough. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't even like, even saying that, I feel a little bit pushed back. Like, I shouldn't say, like, what God likes and what God doesn't like. But it's like, he loves us. Mm-hmm. He created us, and he created us to enjoy him. Mm-hmm. He created us to enjoy life, each other. Mm. And um, there's a lot of nuances in that. But, like, if he put it in us to love, I think he enjoys watching us walk it out. Yeah. I think I've felt almost stupid in some of my questions, even as we've been on the podcast, because I'm like, the answer is so simple. Yeah. Um, And I almost feel like, not shut down, but like when you're just kind of like, we get into the nitty gritty and we say like, does this matter? It doesn't. And people are just kind of like, I mean, it's okay, you know? And I'm like, I know it's okay, you know? And like, I don't, I don't mean to like kind of harp on these things and, and become one of those people that needs like, um just permission for every small thing. Um, I don't think that's what this is, but I think it is just acknowledging that deep within all of our hearts, we do question. Um, Like we might know, like we said a million times, we know in our head that this is true, but to know in our hearts. And I think that that's kind of what you're saying is like, this is moving a little bit from your head to your heart. Yeah. Like this walking out that and realizing that God likes you and God likes your art. Yeah. It's awesome. Becoming more of a heart place. Yeah. And it's like, it feels good and I think it's good to process these things and hash them out in community like that's why we're doing this is because I think it's really beneficial Mm -hmm. but I think I've grown and like it's really it's really good and I think it's really healthy to have that almost umbrella of like Mm. within these conversations God likes me (laughs) yes and he likes my art and let's move from that place and it's okay to wrestle in the in the nitty-gritty and in the details but I think coming back to that yes. at the end of the day has been really helpful for me. Same. And and that, and that kind of relates to like my number one, which is like my number one was like overall I can just say that I already feel confident in mm-hmm. this work. Like I feel more confident in – and what I mean by this work is like anything creative. Um, I can already feel the shift in myself. And I, I do feel like a lot of that has come from – from the Lord, but it's also come from like the things that the Lord has given us, which one of those is community. Yeah. Um, and you've mentioned I that. Agree. You've referenced that a lot throughout the, like, as we've like said, you know, like, oh, I've been talking to Winston. It's been helpful just to like have grace as another creative. And like, I feel similarly where yeah. like just talking to other guests that we've had on or just being in constant like community with you, another creative, like is so helpful and provides validation. And I think it also speaks a lot to what being isolated can do to us. Yeah. Um, because it's like we start to get into all of these nitty gritty questions and feeling so alone yeah. and trying to find a purpose within ourselves when we're like isolated from the community of other creatives. Um, so, and this is coming from someone who loves isolation. I'm <laughs> <Me> definitely <too. laughs> introvert over here. Um, and I'm so not, I've been amazed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> and it's not bad. It's not bad to be an introvert. I feel like a lot of us creatives end up being like little studio hobbits, mm-hmm. you know, like we love our holes and we <laughs> love being there. I still do. Um, but this does speak a lot to it. And I think that within that too, I, as I've talked to people about the podcast, um, I have heard from a lot of creatives or actually from a lot of people who aren't even creatives, how much they value what we're putting out into the world um, as creatives. And that has really helped to to provide me with meaning in some ways, like hearing from my friends that just work in like the medical field or like something totally outside of what you might think of as creative saying like, you know, they have listened to an episode or two or I've talked to them about it. And then they're like, man, that's crazy to me that you question that because of course there's value in art. Like, of course I see it. Like, I'm so grateful that you're an artist. I'm so grateful that you put these things. And even just to have that, Mm -hmm. um, not knowing that, not saying like, I need your validation. Um, but I, it has helped. Um, it's just not one of those things that necessarily like naturally comes up in conversation. No, it doesn't. And I, I hope it doesn't because I don't want to be like, (laughs) please validate me. Um, but it reminded me of, um, I don't know if you've had any similar experiences with this yet. Um, not being like totally full time, but, um, maybe, maybe a year and a half ago, I almost like threw in the towel on art completely. I was just like ready to go back to like a corporate job for a few different reasons. Um, 
one of them was I like felt in my head like I was failing. It was in that time where I was like, this doesn't feel authentic. What yeah. am I chasing? Um, but the other part of me was like, I need a real job, you know, like I need to go. And I think somewhere deep in my heart, I felt like maybe Cody's just supporting my pipe dream for a little bit, but like he would actually really enjoy <laughs> no, it. I felt if, that too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he would actually really enjoy it if I like was an equal partner in this marriage and like actually was able to like, you know, hold my weight in a way or like provide the same amount or whatever. And so I, I was, there was, I don't know, be an adult. Um, I didn't want him to view me as lazy, et cetera. Um, but I remember when I was telling Cody these things and I had actually just started to like pull up like indeed or whatnot was scrolling at night, looking at things. I remember Cody, what he said to me in response and it stuck with me because it really changed me. He's, he was just saying like, he would be sad if I was no longer an artist full time. Mm. And I was like, you would, um, he was like, he's like, no, I would really be sad if you, if you weren't doing this work anymore. Um, and I was like that, it means a lot to hear. Like I needed to hear that. Um, because I think that part of me would be sad too. Like, I think you've mentioned that, like when you, I was listening back and you to the first episode and you said like, when I'm doing art, I'm like, should I be doing something more meaningful? But when I'm not doing art, I'm like, I deeply miss art. Um, (laughs) And I feel that, but the he was, struggle. <laughs> but he was like, I would be really sad if you weren't doing that. Um, and I, I just, he said that he was proud of me, that I was like an artist forging my own path. Um, and so I just, I'm saying all this to say that as we've been releasing episodes, I've been hearing similar echoes from like of that, from the people that are listening, that they're glad that we're creatives, that it's actually enriched their life in some way and that it means so much. Yeah. Um, and so I do feel more confident in this work. And similarly, I don't have a verse, but my biblical like takeaway from this was that quote from the first episode where it said, the heart that trusts that it's loved brings God more pleasure than Westminster Chapel or yeah. like all these like grand, beautiful things. It's just walking in the trust that God loves me. Um, likes my art and the community around me likes my art too. So that's meaningful. And that's my point. Number one, what is, uh, what's your takeaways? Okay. My next takeaway is, um, the goal is giving God my full trust and art has a way of exposing my weakness in this. Hmm. Can you say that again? (laughs) Hear that again. Um, the goal is giving God my full trust and mm. art has a way of exposing my weaknesses in this. Wow. I knew this on day one. <laughs> it's one of the uh, reasons I think I wanted to be on this podcast. It's kind of to flesh some of this out. Um, but I think as we've um, talked about these things, like it's just become more and more apparent that like trust is what he's after. And it's what you just said, like, he is moved by a heart that trusts him. And I think, um, I think I've, you know, had knowledge known that, but it's like, even in the, like, what feels like stupid, like kind of insignificant things like my art business, like, you know, things that don't always feel holy, Mm. uh, that don't always feel, you know, like set apart whatever you want what like whatever language you want to put on it that makes it feel qualified um like he wants our trust in that like and I just feel like even in in community like these things that have kind of evolved over the last few months um of these conversations like he wants our trust and it moves him and I think along with that like um knowing my weakness in it is that I'm Mm. so tempted especially in the places where I am not trusting to lean on my own understanding of how things work and how we even talked about this in our last episode, like what is your measuring stick? Mm -hmm. And like, that's a reflection of my understanding, like my fleshly way of thinking through things. Mm -hmm. Um, And it reminds me of this verse and it's, it's a familiar verse, but like when you slow it down, it's like, this is so good. It's so rich. But Proverbs 3, 5 through 8, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all of your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Hmm. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. And even like in this journey, it's like, 
Um, when we've had questions on calling and is this what I should be doing? It's like, those are questions of trust ultimately for me, mm-hmm. you know, like, do I trust that he'll, he's actually my leader and will lead me. And, um, even just the simplicity of like, don't lean on your own understanding in everything, in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. He will make mm-hmm. your path straight. And it's like that I have grown in that understanding I think I have a whole lifetime to go in that understanding, but I have grown in these conversations of like, it's inviting him in, acknowledging him. We talked about that in one of our early episodes, like so much of walking with God is just awareness that he's with us and that acknowledgement, like it, I, I think that acknowledgement gives him permission to lead us. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's reminding me of what Kyle said in that episode um, from, it was his prayer for a while of like, God save me from my own reasonings today. He wrote that down. Oh, I I did too. It's on my, (laughs) um, it's a sticky note that's on my uh, computer upstairs in my studio now. And I just keep looking at it because I'm like, it's so important. It's the whole Matthew 6 thing. Like, don't worry. But um, yeah, it's, that is our default is like, this isn't working and we don't give it much time to work. (laughs) Our our time to allow the Lord to actually trust that He's leading us is is very short, very short. Um, and we're like this isn't working. We're gonna go back to really try to figure it out. Which is it's funny because um, I uh, I heard I heard it said this week someone was talking about you know it's like the definition of insanity is to try the same thing over and over again. He's like some people call that addiction and some people call it insanity. Where it's just like and it's not even just addiction to like things like we think like oh drugs and substances, but like addiction to like trying it again in our own ways, yeah, like in your own strength. This is insanity of like I'm trying the same thing again and again. I'm in a cycle of addiction with myself and leaning on myself again because it didn't work last time, but like it worked maybe that one time I had this illusion that it worked, so I'm gonna yeah. just keep on going. But um yeah, that invitation to trust. I think that's beautiful. I wanna write down whatever you had as your takeaway too and like put that on another sticky note. <laughs> we'll print each other's off. <laughs> I, or what's your number two? I don't know. Um, my number two is, um, it goes back to what something that Zeke said, um, and I've mentioned it here before, um, I can't settle for more money. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that, I think this point hit me so hard because I've had the experience of hustling after the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and money was one of those, was one of my big things in making this podcast was like one of the things that felt so inauthentic and felt like such a, um, like it was running against what the Lord was calling me to in faith and art. But it also was like this big piece, like I'm running a business and business is money. And yeah. so I was just trying to figure out how those two things coincide. Um, and just that line is so kingdom. Um, it reminds, yeah. I have two scriptures that come to mind and one we've mentioned, one is Matthew, um, six Um, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. Uh, you cannot serve both God and money. And definitely <laughs> learned <laughs> that. Um, the other one is a parable, um, in, uh, Luke 12, the parable of the rich fool, which I, I've heard this one before. I think, I think, you know, like we've, but for some reason I hadn't heard it in this way. Um, so I'll just read it. It's a few verses. Um, so someone in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. And Jesus said to him, man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he then told them a parable saying, the land of a rich man produced plenty. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store all these crops. So he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul then, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Mm. 
And the verse after that says, and he says to the disciples, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on for life is more than food and the body and clothing consider the ravens and goes on to the birds. (laughs) Um, But it was just like always quote (laughs) the one we always quote, but that parable before it, for some reason, I had missed the line where like the fool says to himself, like, oh, well, I will eat and drink and like relax my soul because that's me. And I actually think it's a lot of women. I've been like psychology, whatever, like the, (laughs) like the drive of a lot of women is security. I think it's drive a lot of, of a lot of people just in general, but women specifically, we strive for security. Um, and I find that to be true. Like, I just want to, um, make enough to feel like secure, but then it's like that number keeps going up. Cause you're like, if I hit this, then I'll feel secure. But then you get there and you're like, but I need a little bit more. And, and it's always this, this striving thing. And so that line from Zeke, like, I can't settle for more money. Like, yeah, it is a settling thing really in my heart to just think like, okay, I'll, I'll give up these things for more security, which is just money. And moving into what you just said, all of these things are full circle, but moving into what you just said about trust, like it really is this invitation of like, I have had the security I've longed for all along. It's him. And he's always been there. Um, And he's always been so humble to let me chase after Mm -hmm. other things and then find in the end that they didn't satisfy. Um, and for him just to be waiting there for me to run back again. Um, it's so kind it's crazy. and crazy. Um, but yeah, that's, I think that's my number two is just like, um, I'm, I'm giving up the, the more money thing and feeling confident. In yeah. That. Well, that actually kind of flows into one of mine in, in a way it's about trusting in the abundance of God. Hmm. Um, specifically, um, in our conversations for me, like, and this is kind of, I don't think, I don't think I've, ta- I've thought about this prior to our episodes that much, if at all, but staying true, I wrote, staying true to yourself as a person, but especially as a creative is a way of honoring God as creative mm. or creator mm-hmm. and trait and trusting in his abundance, mm. being who God made you to be and trusting that his creation was intentional and good because it was. And just that idea of like God creates and created out of his abundance. And because of that, comparison and envy, like they're not, it's not like they're no joke. Yeah. And I think so often, like I kind of like, those are two that I don't, you know, God takes those things seriously. Hmm. Like envy, he takes seriously. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's a difference between celebrating other people taking like getting inspiration being inspired from other people but like I definitely like am on that line often of like comparing envy like wanting to you know yeah whatever and I just think it I mean it all for me it all comes down to trust but it's like do I trust that he he has enough in himself um, that he's given out of that place to me and it can be money, it can be security, like, no matter how much we have, or how successful we are, how confident we feel, it's like, really what matters is, do we trust that he's the one that's providing, and will continue to provide? Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, It's reminding me of that song that, um, was it Upper Room that just put it out? Of course it probably was, because it's always Upper Room. <laughs> um, it's the, um, of course I can't find it now. Describe it. Um, it's that one where it was written by, it's them and John Mark Pentama that did like a collab. He can't outrisk his love. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, and it has that line where he was, and it was him explaining it of just saying like he was in this season of feeling like he was begging God yeah, uh, for the things that God had actually already given him and realizing that he was asking out of an orphan mentality of just like this, uh, this poor spirit, not, and it's not the good kind of like, oh, blessed are the poor in spirit, but like just this orphan mentality of like, I'm asking God for like, God, give me wisdom or give me identity or give me these things and it's like they're yours they're already yours and i just we have this mentality of like either he doesn't have enough he's not the god of abundance 
or like he's the god that withholds um but neither of those are true and he has already fully given us himself and it's like those things are ours but we're still begging for them and not walking in that reality it actually that's i think you have more points than i do so it's okay maybe i should not um say this one yet but that it relates to my point three which is um i it was what kyle said like um about this unique style Mm -hmm. and stuff like that's what really sparked it i was like oh yes that was so um i don't freeing really um i i put as my third takeaway like i truly have excitement and like feel freedom and finding to now find god um and find my style and discover what parts of himself he has put in me to reflect him like it makes that's so cool it makes finding (laughs) your own style such a journey to have with god exciting not like a burden yes and not like oh i have to find this thing that i need to make sure that it's just far enough away from this person's style and not close enough to this person's and it takes away all of the comparison and everything because you're just like i just want to see i want to know more about him yeah so i'm gonna go deeper into like what he's put in me um but in this like really balanced kind of way so cool yeah um i do you have any because i I feel like it's almost the same point as yours what are your verses for this one i'm going back wait i just lost my first i have a few so my first verse is um first corinthians 13 12 um, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. And now I know in part, and then I shall know fully, even as I've been fully known. Um, just thinking about like art. I think a lot about the honor that it is to know him on this side of the curtain. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that angels are jealous of this. Yeah. Like talking about jealousy. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're jealous to know redemption and they're jealous to know his love in the way that we get to know his love. When I think about intercession, like they don't get to participate in intercession or faith and the way that we get to participate in faith. Like it's such an honor to get to know him and participate in these things on this side of heaven, um, to then go and know him fully and to have that history with him. Um, and that faith that like knew him then, but even thinking about finding him in our art, like, I see him dimly now, um, but then face to face. And I think about the ways in which even in my own story, he's spoken a word to me and it meant a lot then, but then three to four years later, I go back to that and I recognize the significance of like, whoa, there's this whole other meaning to this like context of scripture or this thing that compounds that word and makes it so significant. I think about now I know in part, and then I shall know fully. And I think there's so many things in our story and in our walk with the Lord and even in our art journeys where it's like we create this thing and we see some beauty and he sees the fuller picture. Um, And thinking about that and finding our style, it's like I only know in part and I'm excited to continue this walk with him and to know fully like. Well, even like that's again the humility of God, like he's God and he lets us like explore who he is and like, you know, I'm just like in art in paint like in music and po- like we we have to get it wrong so often but he continues to to i would i would say encourage us to explore and to seek yeah. his face in these ways and like i love that about him he's not so caught up in he's not so proud that he can't allow us to get it wrong yeah like you think about those people where you're like you say something that's a little bit off and they're like, no, 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 that's not me. It's like, he's so humble and patient that it's all about the heart. And like, he knows that we're just honestly trying, even if we get it wrong. Um, and yeah, it is that he allows us to explore it and then come and like find the truth and be like, wow, you're better than I thought you were. And he's like, I knew all along, but like, you know, I was going to let you find that. Do you have some verses? Well, it kind of ties into one of my other ones and like we've said it, God delights in seeing his sons and daughters come alive in him and the things he put in them to love. That's actually, Mm. I'm quoting Grace in that. Oh, I didn't (laughs) even realize. But when you said that, it like, it, I feel like it sat well, like in the things he put in them to love, like Mm. kind of to our point in one of our previous episodes, we were like, I don't know, like not super comfortable with the idea of like made to create. Right. But like, I feel comfortable saying like he puts things. to love it. Yeah. Like he puts things in us that we love. Like it, it makes sense like some people love sports some people love music like we all have our different things and that's something that 
I honestly love about people is mm-hmm. just like watching them come alive. Like I love watching people come alive in the things that they love yeah, and the things that I believe God put in them to love, even if they don't recognize that that's, you know, the origin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think about like the kindness of God that not only does he give us things to love, but that he, you know, as we abide in him and as we grow into Christ-likeness, like the things that we love start to change into like the things that he loves. Mm. Mm. Um, mm. You know, like Psalm 37. Mm-hmm. Again, I feel like these verses are like so familiar, but it's just been, it's been special to kind of like meditate on them more. Um, but Psalm 37, you know, trust in the Lord do good, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He'll bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. And just that idea that like our desires of our new man and the renewed mind, like they look, they start to look more and more like his. Hmm. And, um, I don't know. I'm like, I'm just thinking about it, but do you? Yeah. Um, no, I, <laughs> I, I have a lot to say there, but I'm probably gonna, um, one of the things I was thinking, one of my other verses, um, I was just staring at you and like listening to yeah, what I you know. were saying. I feel so like, now I have to go back. Sorry and, like, if I uh, went on a tangent there, but gosh, <laughs> and now my computer's being stupid. So it's okay. Listeners bear with us or I might just edit this part out. Um, but I was going to say along with that, with, with the, um, he delights in seeing us come alive to him, like to the knowledge of him and to the things that, you know, we love and doing life with him. And, um, I think I felt more validated by him in this season of like creativity and that desire to create being something that he put in me. Mm. And like, that's kind of a foreign thought to me that, you know, because I'm, the goal, right, is that as we grow up in him, like, we look more like him. Our desires become more aligned. Like, our heart starts to mirror his heart. Like, we care about things that he cares about. And um, I guess I just never really considered anything apart, like, with my creative journey to be mm. a desire of his heart. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. But as I've been reflecting on it, it's like, I, I've, I'm trying and like my heart is to walk with the Lord. And I think we can't ignore the fact that as we're walking with Christ, trying to walk with Christ and submitting our lives to him, like if creativity and that desire doesn't go away, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's in the, he's in the business of like shifting our desires and forming us like clay, you know, and like making us into what he's what his design is for our lives. Um, and I just been thinking like, I have to pay attention to the fact that this desire has never faded, Hmm. whether it's supposed to be a business or not, that's kind of irrelevant in this conversation. And that's, I think some of the tension that I felt is like, this desire is not going away, Mm -hmm. but this is that own, my own understanding part where I'm like, but what do I do with it? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it really doesn't matter as much. Yeah. But just acknowledging that, like, um, everything you're saying, he's reminding me of something. Oh, I, (laughs) so one of my friends had posted this on their story, um, said your character is your calling who Mm -hmm. you are while you do what you do is far more important than what you do. Um, but thinking about that in terms of like, it really doesn't matter if it becomes a business or if it becomes, um, whatever happens to it, it's really just, um, finding the Lord in it and paying Um, attention. Like as you, as you follow Jesus, like paying attention to how your creative desires might shift to yes and that i don't want to jump ahead if you have something else no but. it well it reminds me of this other verse that i had which it's because it's kind of convicting what you're saying here it's proverbs 27 19 it says as water reflects the face so one's life reflects the heart um but thinking about that as like an hour <laughs> like have i ever heard that that's convicting it is very convicting wow but i was thinking about that as far as like reflecting the lord and finding our style also knowing that like whatever we're putting out right now is a reflection of what's on the inside of my heart and that can go in so many directions as far as like I've seen it reflect wanting to just be 
what sells best. Yeah. Um, not saying that there's not saying that that's a bad thing, but I am saying there's something more to chase yeah. there. Um, I don't think that that's fulfillment. And um, and what you're saying here too is like if this is always a constant desire, knowing that that desire then is like it is part of his heart. And so now how is my, my life reflecting this? Like, I, it's just kind of this conviction to also like be aware of like, what am I producing or how am I living my life? And in that way, knowing that my life is a reflection of my heart. Probably my other, like probably biggest point that's been more of a theme that's come up and this is kind of I told Grace I was like Grace is a little bit better at being succinct than me but I think you know just personalities um I said maturing in Christ will often coincide with growing in awareness of the people around you and how you can serve them how you can love well rather Mm -hmm. than just growing in your own gifts your own career your own spiritual walk and even as we create and do businesses hobbies whatever it is and really this is again I feel like most of these takeaways don't even I mean nothing just applies to art you know but I often think about Jesus's ministry and how it's described how his walk is described and it's always you know Jesus was moved by compassion Hmm. and he healed the sick Jesus was moved by compassion and he you know all the things and Mm -hmm. it's like I if I'm following Christ, like I, I must be moved with compassion. That's like good. to be a disciple of Christ, to be, if he's going to be my teacher, if he's going to be my Lord, like I should be mirroring him. Right. Yeah. And he was moved by compassion. And so it came me hit on this in that episode a lot. I feel like she really like drove that point in that like, it matters how we interact with people and people are not opportunities. They're people. Mm. And, um, I mean, there's so much scripture on this point, but, you know, one that kind of encompasses is just the do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. Mm. And I think that that is something that we can apply to pieces of our life, but often, like, I tend to almost compartmentalize that a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but the verse is pretty, you know, do nothing from selfish ambition or can see it's pretty clear. Yeah. And, um, I think our heart posture towards people, um, I'm not saying be a doormat, right? No one's saying that, but, um, as we create and especially like with create creation, why did I say creation? Being an artist or art is can be so introspective it can be so it really can be so isolating like we said mm-hmm. um getting outside of yourself and seeing the people that you're interacting with seeing the people that are interacting with your art mm-hmm. you know and taking the time like it's so easy for art to become about me and mine and my work and my inspiration and this is my motive and this is my goal and mm-hmm. it's so easy for it to be like me 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 um and I think growing in community and talking to other creatives on in our episodes has helped me be like whoa just hearing other people's thoughts it's like people have so much um all our experiences are so different people have so much wisdom um it's just been it's been a humbling that I didn't even really recognize that I needed Mm -hmm. just knowing that like maturity in Christ is less of I think it's just so pushed nowadays that like maturing in Christ is like you go deep you go far you run fast you like you know like good things like you go for it in the Lord and with the Lord but with that I think it's often the people forget about the people yeah we run we run by people right which that's a huge conversation and that moves even into like you know the statistics about millennials and everything moving outside the church and like how it's you know now everyone's like you are the church and you but and it's like there's truth to that but we are losing what and we can see that culturally even in the way that we interact with people and how our ability to withstand differences is shrinking um and that is the work of the church um i remember even like one of i'm at a church now and 
a lot of the reason that we're there, we found it after COVID. Um, a lot of the reason why we're there is just because of the way that they live in community um, and encourage us to. And I had had an issue with someone um, that started coming to the church. And um, like years ago, years ago, I just had past hurt with that person. Um, they started coming. And I remember that we were helping to lead a prayer and worship night. And that um, person started to become a part of those. And I had mentioned to one of the pastors who helped to lead those nights, I was like, they were like, oh, you and this person, you guys knew each other, right? Or you guys went to uh, college? And I was like, yeah. Um, and I, they could just tell I kind of had this like, yeah, you know, it's them. And, um, and then I mentioned, I was like, I, I've kind of got some uh, hurt with them, some unresolved hurt. Um, I was like, I don't even know if they know about it. And that pastor said to me in response, he was like, well, he's like, you know, we can get up here and lead these worship nights and pray and he was like, but the real work of the church is forgiveness, you know? And he's like, we can't do any of these things until we've like, you know, and that just like, it hit me so hard. Cause it's just remembering that it's like, that's the real maturing of Christians. And yeah. that's the real, it's having hard conversations with, and it, it led to me to have to go through a season of praying for that person, asking the Lord to turn my heart towards them and having a conversation. It all ended up yeah. actually really good. And there was a lot of fruitfulness that came from that. But, um, that was one of the few times in my life where I can like look back and say like, I know that I actively matured and I actively did the work of the church. So interesting. And yet I've had years of like finding God and finding revelation, but I can't say that in all of those things that like I've become a better person because it's all this like internal, like you soak and soak and soak, but you haven't, I haven't really done the work. Um, that's so, wild. I, it's reminding me of like, I could look back, especially in my college years in Grace and I, as we've said, we were both a part of a prayer room. Like we were, I would say actively seeking the Lord, like with pure hearts. Like we wanted, we wanted more of, of God. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny. And it's just like, so like the Lord that I look back on that season. And if I had to say like the thing that stretched me most in college was a similar thing. It was conflict with a person. Mm-hmm pretty intense conflict which I am not a person of conflict (laughs) at all I run from it um but the active like for and it was it came down to forgiveness and Hmm. like like I was leaning on the scriptures because I was like I don't know how to deal with this but I trust that this will work yeah and it made no sense to like my logical brain like how to respond and I mean it was not easy most days but the growth in my own life, like, the issue was resolved beautifully. We're friends today, like, you know, but, like, the growth in my life from yeah. that, yeah, wild compared. And I'm not saying I don't grow in other areas, but this just, it just reminded me. And Yeah, well, having to do the work with other people. So then, yeah. keep going. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I have you heard, like, um, the phrase, like, or the book, The Three Mile an Hour God? No. It's like people walk at the pace of three miles an hour Hmm. and Jesus walked with people everywhere, walked Hmm. with people and just, um, it's a book and I forget, I'm just going to butcher his name. We can put it in the show notes. Um, but there's actually in college we watched a, they have like a short film, um, about this and, um, I'm going to butcher it. We'll put the link in because it's, it's, uh, it honestly changed my life in a way just my perspective um the film shows like this man in like this small town in a like european you know country and he was um he was talking about um basically the work of the church and living in this small space in community with these people and the pace of god being so much slower than we often live mm-hmm. and seeing people and sitting with people and being interrupted, open interruptions. And so anyways, I feel like this is kind of <laughs> might've been a bit of a tangent, but I think it's important. And I think it can, it can be applied to our creative journeys and just our lives. But like for me, especially with, within community, like life's busy. And I think I often use the excuse, like, I just don't have time, like to like, you know, like, in most seasons I'd be like I don't have time to to do this like Mm -hmm. to make a podcast and like whatever Mm -hmm. or to meet with these people and do episode like and it doesn't have to be a podcast but just like living in community with people and especially as creatives like it has helped me so much Mm. because it's 
I feel like it's teaching me to like slow down, value people. Yeah. And I'm learning a lot from it. Like I benefit from it, yes. but it's like not about me. Yeah. Man. No, it does. It does. So I, I could talk about this yeah. for a while. I know. I'll like, share we should my... probably do an episode on that. We probably should. I feel like maybe we just did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry guys. My, uh, so I'll say my, just because you mentioned Cammy, that's actually my last takeaway is one that was from hers. I could have gone with more takeaways. And like I said, guys, we'll do another like final wrap up one. So, yeah. um, my last uh one of my takeaways that i feel like i've gotten so far um was from cammy when we were talking about some of the uh controversial social issues and Mm -hmm. stuff and she made the comment she's like i'm not a political commentator and she was like but i encourage you to ask god what he's called you to be bold about yeah um and i i think about that like we aren't called to be everything and right now we live in a generation that calls us to act fast respond fast speak loudly and um have firm opinions and and especially if you're putting your art into a public place um it can be really hard especially if you have other people looking to you which i think we all do on social media whether you have a large following or not you have people looking to you um and so I, one of my takeaways was just like, it was kind of a relieving of this pressure. Like I'm not a political commentator, but I do believe that the Lord for each of us has called us to, um, kind of have a hill to die on, so to speak. And like, he has something that he's asked each of us to like, kind of intercede for, um, choose to, um, make a center point of like the our business in a way. Um, but there was a quote, I don't have a verse, but I have a quote from, cause the, you'll get what I mean about, I don't have a specific verse because they're all over the place, but it comes from this quote, um, from Stuart Greaves. He says, there is such pressure on this generation to respond, but beloved, there is time. There is time to stop and seek the Holy spirit first to criticize a response of silence first would make God the most unjust being in the universe. And I, I think about that a lot when like big things happen and they look to us, people look to you or look to art or look to whoever to like respond quickly. Like you look at the response of God when hard things happen and people cry out. Um, and it doesn't mean that his heart isn't moved. Just like you said, like his heart was moved with compassion. Um, but what he does to respond is often slow. Yeah. Um, and he takes time. Um, and then it's perfect. His response is always perfect. And I'm not saying that our response will always be perfect. Um, but I think that I'm just kind of resting again in, um, the freedom that as businesses grow, as, um, people or whatever, um, may come in and out of circles, knowing that, um, I'm just called to trust the Lord to create art. Yeah. In some way. And um, to be moved by his heart. Like yeah. you were saying, trust his leading, be moved where his heart is moved. Um, but that there's time. There's time yeah. to seek the Holy Spirit. You don't have to respond quickly and loudly. Yeah. Because then everything. if like, if you take that time, you're actually going to be confident mm-hmm. in what you have to say. And you can then be obedient. Which we've also said about art. If we take the time mm-hmm. to feel the art and to create something out of a place of as opposed to just like creating because we needed to create something yeah we're going to be proud of it yeah we're going to be confident in it um so it's kind of i think a lot of a big theme has just been slow down yeah uh, take the time take the pressure off yeah you're not going to go broken a day yeah. um what you produce today by um hustling versus what you produce today by taking the time to breathe and yeah. find something uh meaningful um, I, I think that the Lord can do more with us, obviously, in that place of, of taking the time. Than... It's like when you found, like, I don't know if you, I'm sure you have, because I think it's just a principle of, like, living with God. But, you know, those days where you have so much to do, you're like, I don't have time, like, to spend with the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and those days ended up being so frazzled. And then the days where you have so much to do and you're like, okay, Lord, I'm going to start my day with you. I'm going to give you 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. I'm asking you to multiply my time after that. You know, mm-hmm. it's amazing yes. how much, um, oh, there's a, I'm, I'm not going to have time to find it, but we can maybe put it in the show notes. Um, it just talked about, um, well, anyways, I won't go into it. It flows into my last point though. This okay. is my last one that I'll hit on. And it's just, I think it kind of comes full circle is kind of obvious. 
but if my confidence isn't flowing from my identity as beloved then I won't be satisfied Mm -hmm. so like regardless of how good my pieces are like I've put like I've finished pieces that are I would say are, are great pieces but I made from a place that I wasn't at rest with how the Lord saw me. And I'm just like, mm. you know, I'm not yeah. satisfied. Yeah. Um, versus pieces that I've made from a place of knowing I'm loved. I'm, you know, seated, all the things. It's like, I can, I can rest with this. I can be satisfied. And that's the only satisfaction. And it's, mm. you know, it's John 15, mm-hmm. you know, Mm-hmm. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Remain in me and I in you. You will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Also, good. I was listening to a song that's about that. This, the Tend album from Upper so upper Room. Uh, we'll link that as well. Um, just the song Tend, and there's a couple of different versions. But it goes along with that that point. Man. I feel like, yeah, we could go into yeah, we're lots gonna, more. But we're I do feel like that, that did encompass for me a lot of the big yeah big things that i've just been kind of meditating on throughout all of our episodes and same and the things that have shifted for me and like how i view art and like the i think the pace is a new point but is um something that i've it's been happening within myself but i didn't have the language to put to it yet my pace has changed in this season um i am going slower and i'm happier with it i think i was even mentioning that like even the portraits that i'm doing just because the season of life and different things i'm going a lot slower but i'm a lot happier yeah um with the pieces that i'm producing and yeah i think that can be said for people and for time with the lord and yeah. all the things slow down <laughs> low and slow heidi baker <laughs> anyways well again we're gonna put a um link to the like questions form doesn't have to be questions can just be thoughts um, but tell us, tell us what you've kind of taken away so far. It doesn't even have to be something new that you've like learned or thought about. It could be something that's developed or you feel like you've grown in confidence, whatever it is. Or if you have questions that have come up, you know, like we're still, yeah, I mean, we still have like episodes to make because we keep having <laughs> questions. So it's true. Um, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye.